from the LiveX studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football. And joining me as always is Mr. Corey Banky, my partner here at Cheesehead TV. I'm coming to you live from the LiveX studios. From the LiveX studios in New York City. Cheesehead TV. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Oh, I love it. I love it. We're off the rails already. I'm coming to you live from a very live environment, the LiveX studio in Midtown Manhattan. Corey joins us from across the street from Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And we are ready to talk some Packers. What do you have on tap today, Corey? Today, we enjoy the view from atop the NFC after the win over the Seahawks and get ready for the Packers trip to the hellscape that is U.S. Bank Stadium to take on the Vikings. But right now, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the good. We got Joe. No one believed in him. Barry. We got the bad. We got Aaron Rodgers throwing interceptions in the end zone. We got the ugly. We got injuries. Always with the fucking injuries. Is there anybody mm. who isn't hurt on this team right now? You talk about a team that is in desperate need of a bye week. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you your Green Bay Packers. Banky, how are you, buddy? Doing good. Doing good in the neighborhood. Startup week, Wisconsin has been underway all week. Yeah, Sorry right. I missed everybody last night. I, I was at Titletown Tech with the uh, bunch of Green Bay. Believe it or not, Movers I know a shakers. lot of people might... No, not the, no, no. Start startup founders, so not not necessarily movers and shakers. So people starting their their business right. and and founders of businesses. Some some bigger, some not. But you know, I know people don't believe me when I talk about how great Green Bay is. But you would be surprised how many small tech companies are here. It's not Silicon Valley. It's not Atlanta. It's not you know Austin. But there there's companies here, and there's people that are really trying to make some really cool stuff happen. So a uh, very exciting place and. Titletown Tech, pretty awesome to go there. If you get a chance to go to Titletown Tech and, and uh, Titletown over there, uh, always highly recommended when you're here in Green Bay. Was that your first time at Titletown proper, or have you been there before? I can't remember. Uh, Titletown Tech, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd been, I got a tour of Titletown Tech, but the, I'd never been to the rooftop bar or the, oh. there's a rooftop bar oh, at the top. The rooftop bar. And there. Very it's not like a bar like you can go there like a restaurant, right. you know, like but it, there's a there's a full bar up there. And then there's like a there's like a really cool rooftop outdoor place that I, you know, because it's, so, it's kind of cold here right now. So <laughs> I went out there, I checked it out. I got cold. I <laughs> went, went back, back in, in, you know, very good as you do. Oh, my goodness. Well, we got to get to uh, your favorite part of the program there, Banky. It's time for the hotness. Ooh, the hotness. You ready for the hotness? Let's do it. Let's do the hotness. I'm ready. Let's go. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's time to get going with the hotness, Banky. Now, look, there are lots of ways we could have gone this week. Defense played out of its mind. Lots of great defensive plays. A lot of great plays on offense, at least later in the game. You get to the fourth quarter. But to me, there's only one play you can really utilize this week for the hotness. Let's take a look at this phenomenal catch and run by friend of show, Mr. A.J. Dillon. Look at this catch here out of the backfield. And then one. Two, three, and almost four guys. And then watch Devontae Adams comes in at the end and tell him about it. Oh, yeah. That, ladies and gentlemen, nice. is the hotness. Come oh, on. Yeah. How about AJ? I mean, obviously, it sucks that Aaron Jones is going to be out for a few weeks, but the fact that they've got AJ Dillon to pick up the load, that, my friends, is the hotness. Love it. Mm. All right, Banky. Now here, I, you know what I love about this? What I love about the fact that we've added the hotness at the beginning of the program. Yes. Because you were What's always that? so dour and upset about the fact that we went right into the news. So now we do the hotness, and you never say anything about it. I enjoy watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like you're dragging a little bit, Banky. We got to pump you up, baby. We got to pump oh, you up. Oh, dear. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Oh, we're not going to be pumping you up with the news, though. Well, let's get to it. Let's eat no. our vegetables. Packers news this week, obviously, a lot going on. Number one, A, numero uno, Aaron Rodgers misses practice, not just yesterday, but also today, Thursday. Um, he has said, point blank, though, when we talked to him yesterday, he is playing on Sunday. He made that pretty crystal clear. So 
I mean, it's been a while. It's been like a month, as Rob pointed out. I think it was yesterday. I, you know, the, the team didn't practice heading into Arizona. They had some walkthroughs. And then there was the whole COVID situation. Uh, and now this week he is continuing to be out due to the toe. So uh, it's been a long time since Aaron Rodgers so practiced with the team. Can can someone explain that? So, so he basically has COVID toe, right? Well, no, he has not confirmed that, but that is – I know a lot of people have put that together and said but that, that likes that. That's like, that, that, I'm not even like joking. Right. No, that's like I a know. thing. It's right? a very real thing. That's actually a, yes. a symptom of COVID. It can be. That's yes. crazy. I mean, I saw that and I thought it was a joke when I first saw it. And right. then I was like, Whoa, this is no, insane. This is actually a thing. And you know, but now again, he has not, he has not confirmed that. I know I asked about the toe after but, the game. But Didn't he kind of, but didn't he confirm it on Pat McAfee show and then make a joke about it though? I don't see. I didn't. I didn't see that as confirmation. But maybe, possibly, maybe I just mis- misread it wrong. I thought. Well, he, I think people missed it, it as com. I think people missed it as confirmation because he had the jokey thing he said after right, it. Right. It was right. like he said, "I had, I got COVID," and so I don't know. I saw this thing and I was like, somebody else. I think it was on TikTok, and somebody's like, "Does Aaron Rodgers have COVID toe?" And of course, it's on TikTok, so I'm like, "Okay, this is <laughs> this is not a thing." A and then I started reading about it. For and your I was Aaron like, Rodgers information. Actually, <laughs> That's a thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. No, I knew. And that's kind of why I asked after the game to see how he was doing. Because, I mean, the toe literally popped up on the injury report on Saturday. So when he was back mm. in the building for the first time. Um, so, yes, Rogers missing practice. But, like we say, says he's not missing the game. So we'll see how things uh, play out Sunday in Minnesota. Uh, Packers got a lot of moves to make because of all those injuries we were talking about. Uh, they elevate Tipa. Galilee, the name I'm never going to be able to pronounce correctly, to the active you roster. Totally butchered that. To the active <laughs> roster. I just call him Tipa because he's awesome. He can Tipa. he can rush the passer. I can tell you that. I know Mike Smith had talked about it this summer how the kid needs to gain about ten pounds before he's ready to play full time. But they're going to need him now that uh, our next bit of news: Whitney Merciless placed on injured reserve. Really sucks timing wise. Guy was really kind of finding his groove in the Packers defense as a sub-rusher. Probably would have had a sack on the play uh, where he got injured if he hadn't gotten injured. So that really sucks. Torn bicep for Whitney Merciless. Um, And finally, in our news section here, we have the Packers stock sale. That's right. They uh, topped $36 million and 110,000 shares sold in their first two days. First two days, baby. Green Bay Packers. Nice. Printing money. You think they're gonna? You think they're gonna do the full ninety? I mean, they have every, in their history, so you got to imagine that they picked the number that they knowing knew they that could yeah, hit, right? I would think so. I mean, last time around, they extended uh, the sale because of the demand. So we'll see. Right, because of demand, right? Yeah. And I think they've kind of baked that in this time. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It goes on for the, like, the next month or so. Um, let's talk about the Packers' offense, shall we? The offense yeah, that's. Uh, Having some issues, little, some some problems, some some consternation here. Um, I know a lot of people have talked about uh, everything going on with the offense, whether it's the offensive line, um, dealing with waiting for David Bakhtiari, who is still apparently nowhere near returning. Um, clearly, you have Aaron Rodgers and the timing issue. But this this stat here, to me, is is not the most important, but it's it's telling. Aaron Rodgers is twenty third. Out of, like, you know, all of the guys in the league in red zone mm. passer rating. Last year, mm. he was lights out in the red zone. This team was lights out in the red zone. They move the ball. They can, you know, make, you know, between the 20s, they make it happen They'll any which way. But when they get into the red zone, it is both, to my eyes, a lack of creativity to get guys open, especially Devontae Adams, but also Aaron Rodgers just not – dialing it up the way he did last year. And now that may be because the creativity is not there as much to get guys open last year. He had to, by his own admission, had a lot of times where all I had to do is make sure that the wide open guy got the football and those wide open guys don't seem to be on offer as much this year. So to me, this is like the whole kit and caboodle for the offense. They can move the ball. It's just when they get into the red zone is where things are really breaking down. And I, you know, obviously wish there was some kind of magic bullet to point to, but I don't really think there is. I think it's a combination of a lot of different things. I mean, 
I, I, I'm surprised you pulled that stat out of, out of there, Nagler. Um, I don't know if I would have been able to even find that stat, but it is <laughs> it is kind of telling. I wonder if, you know, the offensive line moving around as well as they've done, right. I don't think that they've done a good enough job to get him really comfortable. And they haven't really pivoted from their game plan in order to do that, right? You saw that with Jordan Love getting blitzed to crap and him <laughs> right. not being able to pull out of it, right? right? And some of that's on him. And, you know, we bang our heads against the wall here in, in uh, Packers Twitter, and we're not the only ones about running the football. Yeah. But it's certainly not as easy as that. Um, to to your point, it's a mix of things for this offense. A lot of but things, this is right. certainly not the Packers offense that we expected coming into the season. At it's all. certainly not the Packers defense either, which is which is a huge, it's, huge it's the weirdest thing. Uh, reason we're 8-2. and two, Absolutely. But it's definitely not the offense we were looking for. Well, and then to kind of dovetail off of the idea that they were so good in the red zone last year and this year really struggling there's another area on offense there kind of mirrors that and that's the first quarter remember last year Mm -hmm. I think all but two games they drove the field and scored a touchdown or at least a field Mm -hmm. goal in all but two Mm -hmm. regular season games this year uh, they I think they've scored something like 24 points in the first quarter the entirety of the year so far that's insane Like, they are just absolutely killing themselves in the first quarter. They are starting so slow. They have got to come out of the gate. And I obviously would love that to happen in Minnesota. But you talk about a place that's really tough early in games when it's obviously close. It's just starting. The crowd's going to be into it. They get that fucking horn going. It's so annoying. Like, that is a really tough environment to get your offense going in. But they have to find a way. they got to do something to start faster because so many times, again, it happened against the Seahawks. They get a drive going and then there's a holding penalty and then they're behind the sticks and then they're trying to try these like long developing routes that for whatever reason, whether it's protection or Rogers missing guys or drops like Alan Lazard had on the deep over route, they're just killing themselves and getting behind the sticks. They have to find a way to be more consistent early in games. And again, like the red zone issue, it's a mix. There's no one silver bullet that you can point to and go, it's that. It's everybody. And here's the other thing. You talk about these things, and yes, we've got to get on the same page, and yes, we've got to fix it. It's hard to do that when your quarterback isn't practicing. Yeah. And I know Aaron Rodgers well, is God. I know he's well, a three-time MVP. He's amazing. He is. But he's got to practice to get There's better in these areas. There's something, too. You know, I know everybody's sick of me harping on this because no one's sick you know, we should have kept we should have kept Corey Lindsley, right. but there is there is a lack of chemistry between him and his center this season for whatever reason. We've seen it with two major botch snaps this season that have directly resulted in the offense not being able to, to you know, being in second and 18 situations right. and, and really long drive situations, which they're never going to be able to get out of, right? They're, they're pretty much like, okay, that drive is over. And, you know, you wonder where the chemistry is between him, him and his offensive line. Is is that what's missing this season? Um, it's interesting. And, and, think, and specifically him and his center. Well, right? and he's that's on, a very important relationship. And don't forget, he's on center number. You know, he's on a backup center. You know, yep. Myers yep. has been out for a good long while now. So I do think there's something to that. I do think the offensive line, obviously, it's not what they had planned when they put the team together this offseason. Um, but you got to make do with what you got. And I do think for the most part, they've held up pretty well. There's always some really apparent uh, brain fart from Newman at least once or twice a game. Um, it seems uh, Lucas Patrick struggles along the interior on the, some of the run calls at times. But for the most part, I think they do a really decent job considering how many kind of moving parts there have been. But, yeah, I agree. I think – and, again, it's just but part you gotta, of the mix. But that's, that, that's, but that's the thing. You've got to imagine that that offensive line's lack of cohesion because you look at last year's offensive line and what they were able to do. You look at this season, you know, everything kind of begins and starts with the offensive line for the Packers and, and how yeah. good their offense is yeah. and how good they have chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. And this year, you know – 
you're, you know, it's almost like maybe that's why they don't run it as much as they want to, right? Maybe, maybe there's something to like why Lafleur is using the offensive game plan he is in in weeks where we get so frustrated because well, they can't run the ball. Did you, there might be some weaknesses there that they don't want to show to other teams that currently right. exist with their offensive line. Did you see? I don't know. What was it? Um, I think it was Monday, or maybe it was after the game. What? I can't remember which one it was, but I asked Matt about something with the offense, and he offered up unprompted the fact that they had six run alerts where they you know, had a run call on, but Aaron threw the ball. You know, so that's, you know, it's a little thing. And, you know, I have no idea as far as which ones were successful, which ones weren't, where, where, what was the look, et cetera. But it's hard to establish a running game when you've got run calls on and the quarterback is checking out or taking the pass. And I'm not – firing at Rodgers here I'm not like this is he's seen more about you know across the line of scrimmage he knows more he's like the fucking matrix looking at things the green dots are all coming down yeah. and he can see it and blah 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 I, I have zero question that he's taking advantage of what the defense has on offer but that is telling if you like look at a game where like Arizona I think a lot of the times yeah. those run alerts were ru- actually run because they ran the ball yeah. so much more in that game. We got a flashing light in here. It's crazy. It's driving me. I think I'm in a disco. Um, <laughs> but they uh, they ran the ball a lot more in that game. And then you get to the Seattle game. Uh, and, you know, like to LeFleur, like the, I'm not making this up. LeFleur said it. There were six plays that were run calls that they threw on. So, you know, it's hard to well, get and, much and, of okay, a cohesion so, so, going so, run play-wise. Wait, so bear with know. me here, Nagler. I'm going to go down the rabbit Do hole, it, baby. okay? Do it. So I used to think Aaron Rodgers was, like, one of the smartest people, right? And and I do put the emphasis on used to, and I'm not going to go into why, but I have changed my mind on that. <laughs> I so think about this for a second, right? We talked about this last year. We talked about it this year, self-scouting, right? Our ability to self-scout, right. okay? If you want Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball and you do not want the Packers to run the ball, what are you going to show Aaron Rodgers so he audibles out of it? That's good. That's good. Like is Aaron is Aaron Rodgers really self scouting himself? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he is the Matrix. Well, if you're really in the Matrix, are you playing checkers? Are you playing chess, right? And in checkers, you're gonna be like, oh well, I see two deep safeties. I see this thing. Okay, I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass. Which is gonna take coach out of his game, right? Or so, at least a rhythm. Yeah, the rhythm of the play calling. That's the thing. Like the best play callers, and I've said it. Many, many times, Mike Holmgren was the best play caller I've ever seen, like, ever, as far as feeling the game, knowing when to hit a particular screen, what, our draw play, what have no, you. No, yeah, 100%. Um, like, yeah, play calling has a rhythm. Um, I want to ask Matt about that, actually, because, you know, we've talked to, to Matt before about how he makes the play call, and literally while Aaron's at the line of scrimmage m- moving things around and making adjustments, coach is looking for the next play, like, legit while the play clock's going down. Um, yeah, I do wonder about that, like, so if you've got these calls and you're like, okay, I'm going to try to, quote, unquote, establish the run, but things keep changing at the line of scrimmage, well, it's hard as a play caller to get into a groove. That makes sense. I can, I, well, especially sense. if the defense is showing you looks that they know are going to get you to pass, yes, right? Even, right. even The drop you know, that safety down uh, or what have you, yeah. Show you if you're if you're scared of the Packers running game, if you're if you're not scared, but if you're more worried about the Packers running game, are you not going to try to show QB one things that he are going to make him think he's got you? Right. right? He's got try. man somewhere. You're going to try. He's got yeah. you're going to try. And of course, like he's smarter than that. OK, right. I'm not trying to hate on QB one. Right. I'm just saying like, you know, no, that's 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 the game within the game. Right. And that's what's so cool about it. Um, last thing on the offense I did want to uh, touch on before we move on to the defense is. It's Patrick Taylor time, baby. This kid looked really good in his little kind of debut there in a really tough situation. And don't dismiss it because it was tough. Seattle knew they were Mm -hmm. running the clock, knew they were going to run the football. He had to come in there basically cold off the bench and take like a couple carries against a defense that was gangbusters to try and stop the run. And he did a really good job. I thought he, Mm -hmm. he did a great on one particular run. Um, you know, they had the zone on and he hit the, he did classic zone running of put his foot in the ground, aiming point and get up field. And he was, it was great. And he got a decent gain. And I'm telling you, man, this, this kid's got a little talent. It's going to be interesting to see how much they actually utilize him in Minnesota. 
You have to think, does he have the checks down? I know Matt talks about his study habits and how incredible he is in that regard. So hopefully nothing's too big there. Um, the pass pro is always the number one thing you want to look for in a young back. Let's hope he holds up. Um, you don't want the worst thing you could have is like, okay, every time Patrick comes in, you know it's a run play. You got to be able yeah. to, you got to be able to hold up in the passing game. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he can do. I, I don't think he's going to get a ton of work, but I think you can't just run AJ every single play. Obviously, they'll, they'll have some kind of why not stable going on. I, I, mean, I would like to see us try that. As I a would baseline, too. I honestly, think at some though. point he's going to ask for a breather. But he did that on on Sunday. He, you can see him tap out after a, the, a run. Okay. I just is David Bakhtiari ever going to play again? Ever? Yes. Is yes. it ever happening? Yes, he is. Yes. When? Uh, probably after the we bye need week it. would be my guess. We need you, Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> I don't think that's the line, but. He'll be back. We need Remember, you. Remember, he suffered an ACL Oh, I'm sorry. We can't, all quote, we can't all quote every Star Wars movie from the beginning to the end, Nagler. I can't. Lord. I can only do the first two. But, you know. Oh. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> oh, Lord. Thank you. Just remember, Bakhtiari got hurt on New Year's Eve day. Like, that. it's not even been like it's been not, basically just, 10 months since he tore his ACL. I just, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm speaking for the fans. I know, here. I just, know. It's, it's fan, frustrating I just, because I want it to happen. He was on PUP, and then they had to start practicing him because yeah. if they didn't, he so was going to go on IR. Because you're like David so Bakhtiari's like, oh, practicing. practicing. You're like, oh. And then they had 21 days of practice, and then they had to put him on the 53 man roster, or he would have gone on IR for the rest of the year. So clearly, the fact that they put him on the 53 man roster tells you that they at least plan on him playing at some point. And like I keep saying, I suspect it's after the bye week. So we'll see. It's a couple weeks away. Got two more games. Got got the bye week. And then hopefully we see some Bakhtiari. I tell you, Coach, you can tell Matt is done with Bakhtiari watch. Like today, you know, there's always a time. Like whether it was the audibles (laughs) back in the day, uh, some other things. There's there's always a point where, where Matt is sick of the line of questioning. And that line on Bakhtiari was today. He is done. He's like, it's day to day. Stop asking me about it. Which I I can't blame him. I understand. I also, you know, before we get on the defense, I always I, I'm gonna say, like, I was gonna like respond to every tweet because AJ Dillon had his press conference today. Oh boy. And like it was funny because I was gonna respond to all the reporters. I'm like, guys, don't you even like even Wes Hod, like Wes Hod has been on Carry the G and he was reporting things that AJ Dillon said that he literally said on Carry the G. So, you know. You're, I just you, I you just want think it's you funny. want a little you want people to pay their respects to carry the G. No, it's just like oh, you're so cute that you're telling us things that if we watch carry the G, we would know by now, and everyone in the world, every Packer fan knows. Right. It's like if a reporter's job is to tell the world shit they already know, like duh. <laughs> That's it. all. I love it. Um, all right, let's talk about the defense. Let's talk about the fact that this defense has pitched six straight quarters of scoreless wow. football. This is Green wow. Bay, Wisconsin, are you, Banky. Are you talking about are you talking about the Packers right now? The Green Bay Packers defense. Six incredible. straight quarters of scoreless football. It's incredible. And a shutout at Lambeau is a beautiful thing. Very I don't special. think it's appreciated. I don't very think it's really special. appreciated as much as it should be because it's a very special thing. It's very, very, it doesn't matter who you're playing. If it's an NFL team, you know, if it's Wisconsin, who cares? <laughs> but if it's <laughs> an NFL is. team, okay. There you it know. is. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's so special and so different. It's like it does, you do have problems, I find. I, I won't speak for you, but I have problems connecting to like, connecting my emotions to the fact that it's the Packers like the Packers defense is playing this well and they don't even have their two best players what like it's it is kind of mind-boggling like I kind of find myself not believing it even though I know it's true I don't believe it because it's the Green Bay Packers and we're talking about the defense yeah. the defense six straight quarters of scoreless football um, it's incredible. One of those components of that defense, injuries have struck at times. Guys got to step up. Young players have to develop. One said young player developing right before our eyes is TJ Slayton. Throw it down, big man. Throw it down. Let's take a look at this play mm. from TJ. 
in Sunday's game. Look at this gentleman here. Just toss aside a guard like it's nothing. <laughs> Throw it's it down, It's funny how he, like, whips man. around. Throw it's funny how the guard, down. like, whips around. Dude, and I always say this. Every time we see TJ, he had a great camp. He probably had the best camp of any young uh, Very defensive player. Camp, no doubt. Very productive camp, had a lot of uh, green shoots, as they say, and uh, it's showing throughout the season, and, and it's, it's, it's incredible. It's great. I love it. It's great to see. I absolutely love it. Um, another guy who's stepping up um, and was thrust into a lot more action than we've seen previous in that dime safety role on Sunday is Henry Black. Don't forget about mm. Henry Black. This kid, we've heard a lot about Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage for good reason. They've played very well. Well, shout out to Maggie Loney who threw that out on Twitter a couple days ago. Uh, Henry Black has played like solid football all year, and this Sunday, by far, I mean he played a little bit more early in the year when Savage got injured, but they played a lot of dime, uh, a lot of dime looks on Sunday, and he was a big part of it, and he held up really, really well. Plus, he had to deal with DK Metcalf having a meltdown on his face. So, man, shout out to Henry Black, really. Uh, Acquitting himself admirably I think, in that game. I think we might hear from DK Metcalf in the super chat portion of this show. Oh, exciting! Um, Good to hear. Yeah, I think he's on our. He's he's he's. Uh, DK you know, he's not himself. Done with the Packers. What's up, DK? Yeah, I guess. how you doing, buddy? Yeah. Good to see you. He's here. So all right, awesome. He's not coming on the show because we we don't allow we don't allow losers on the show. But um, <laughs> oh god. Oh. Uh, um. All right. Let's take a quick look at the Minnesota Vikings, the Packers' opponent on Sunday. I would expect a similar game plan from what we saw last year in Lambeau from the Vikings. And I know they're coming off a big win against the Chargers where Cousins threw it all over the yard and the receivers got involved. I don't think it's going to be that type of game. I know that's being talked about in a lot of the Vikings kind of press and media and the fans. I think this is a game where they button it up and they don't want to try throwing it all over the Packers defense. They're going to want to run the ball. They're going to want to, control the clock, keep Aaron Rodgers on the sideline, exactly as they did last year in Lambeau Field. Don't forget, Mike Zimmer is the only NFC North coach with a victory over Matt LaFleur. The only one. And that is exactly how he did it. Took the air right out of the ballgame. So I would expect a very similar type of approach from Minnesota. Um, the Vikings are trash. Can we just please say that? You sure may. I'm just telling Nagler. you, it's going to be a tough game, Nagler. man. It's going to be a tough All game. All of the NFC North teams together do not have as many wins as the Green Bay Packers. I let's understand just, that. Let's just say that for one That's second, true. okay? That's true. That's very true. Um, the Vikings are tough, though, man. I'm telling you. They're, they're going to be really? a tough team. They've been, they've been in every I game like right hardest... down to the wire. They've had some bad bounces. Ugh. they had some bad luck. They've also kind of shot themselves in the foot at times. But they've been in every single game. No. You can kind of I, when 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 Kirk Cousins plays us though you you kind of expect him to play bad I feel like for the most part he's going to give you at least one or two like you got to hold on to them but he's going to give you one or two and that's why last year Zimmer was like because the first you remember the first game opener last year in Minnesota Jair had the huge interception uh, yeah the first half like blah 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 like and they were trying to throw it all over the place Jair sacked him for the safety blah 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 you fast forward to the Lambo game they basically took the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hands. Like, they were like, we are going to mm. run the ball. We are barely going to throw it. Um, but I will say about Kirk Cousins, he has the best interception rate in the league currently, and he is the sixth-ranked passer in the NFL currently. With I don't believe you. you. You pulled the wrong stat. I'm telling you. you. I'm just saying. I don't believe you. I'm not saying. Also, you know, just saying. You, know who's better, you know who's better at run defense this year than they were last year? The Green Bay Packers. Uh, true story. Also, you know what? Who else is better? I, I feel like uh, who's going to get a pick, who deserves a pick, who has just dropped a couple really close picks, man, and he totally is going to get one, is uh, one Kevin King. There I feel go. like that's going to happen. Get, so Get another one. Um, like back in 2019, we had a big one on, uh, I think it was the week of Christmas, where he had a great interception. I'm all for that. Um, but speaking of secondary play, the last note on the Vikings, uh, they get back Harrison Smith and Patrick Peterson. Harrison Smith has been uh, dealing with COVID. Patrick Peterson, I believe they brought off IR. So that is a uh, big boost to their secondary, which brings me back to my point. Run the fucking ball. I mean, I'm just not saying. I'm just saying. 
run the ball. You know what's going to be funny is when we do watch parties and you're like sick of us running the ball. So then you talk about how we shouldn't run the ball and we should pass the ball. Never and gonna then I'm going to be so annoyed. Never going to happen. Like, so Never gonna the other happen. thing that's a little annoying before we get to blogosphere is the New York Times should not write articles about the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Oh, no. Mike Tanier. What a piece of garbage. He can't even he doesn't even know the name of a starting cornerback. He called him Kenny King. Like what an idiot. Like, do they even have editors and spell check over there? Last time I checked, they were the premier news organization in the country, in the world, perceivably. They they make so much money on digital subscriptions and they can't even get their shit right. Like, don't even write about football. You don't really care about it, New York Times. So why are you writing about it? If it's not the Jets or the Giants, just don't even write about it. Nobody cares. Like, so annoying. You got that out of your system now? Actually, no, Mike's one of my favorite writers, and he's a friend. So, good times. Um, I'm ready for garbage, blogosphere. You're garbage. Ready? Garbage. Don't write about the Packers, Mike Tanier, because you are garbage. <laughs> All right. Let's go. You can clip that and send it to him. <laughs> this week in the Packer The return of that venerable series. Corey Banky. We don't get any audio. Corey Banky, let me tell you something. So, you know, so, no. <laughs> you look around you look around the Packer blogosphere, as it were, and, you know, there's people doing all sorts of great work, breaking down the football stuff, talking about, you know, the offense, defense, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Then the stock sale happens, and all hell breaks loose outside of the Packers' sphere, right? Like, everybody's got a fucking opinion about shit they don't know about. And I, my, I'm, I'm a simple man, right? I just tell them to shut the fuck up, and I hit block on Twitter because that's how I operate. But thankfully, there are people out there doing yeoman's work when it comes to defending the idea of why it's important, why Packers fans find it important, and why the team finds it important to have these stock sales. And our good buddy, Paul Noonan, of course, I call him a good buddy, and I think he called us like Neanderthals or something this summer, but... Paul did a great job over at Acme Packing Company laying out exactly why uh, the stock sale is important and what it means not only for fans but for the team. And he was asked on outside the lines, and I thought he absolutely nailed it. Uh, Let's roll this here. But I think the bigger thing that people miss out on is that the actual corporate structure of the Packers that allows this kind of stock sale to happen um, is really meant to keep the team in Green Bay to make fundraising easy and to ensure that there is a good football team for all of these people participating in the stock sale to watch uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, the stock is very restrictive in how many people, uh, the concentration of ownership that, that can happen with it. Um, and that plays a big role in a small city like Green Bay being able to have a football team and no threat of it moving away. Um, so. You get a lot out of it it, from a fan's perspective. And it is not um, just a fan club, as people say. There are real practical benefits to having the stock organized as it is for the Packers. Right. It's the smallest market in the NFL, and yet it is the city that is least likely to lose its team as a result of the team threatening to leave to try to get more, more public money. Now, a sports business personality recently called it the biggest racket in sports in, in reference to the Packers trying to sell these shares to fans. Now, you obviously took issue with that. Why do you think there is a little bit of, you know, let's call it cynicism when it comes to the Packers trying to turn to their fans for funding? Sure. Um, so I, I do think there is sort of a, a, a subculture of media uh, of just people who really pay attention to things like uh, the profits that teams generate, the, the TV ratings that they have, r- really the business aspect when for most people that really doesn't matter if the team is competitive, if it has good players, uh, that is really what matters. But there are people who do care about those things and, you know, whatever, more power to them for that. Um, but there are other ways to organize companies. Not everything has to be organized in such a way as to drive shareholder value. People make corporations every day for other purposes. There's nonprofits. Um, there are things like hunting and golf clubs that just exist so people can have a good time. And uh, the Packer ownership structure has never been about generating dividends or shareholder value. It's set up in a very creative way in order to keep the team where it is and to kind of decentralize power. 
um, it, it's very unique in that way. And I think judging it against something like Apple or Tesla doesn't really make a lot of sense when that was never the goal of the team in the first place. I mean, nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. So, uh, so, so well stated. Very, it covers, I think, every important aspect of it. And like I said, I just tell people to piss off because they don't know what they're talking about. But Paul actually takes the time to explain things, which I appreciate. It's incredible to me in this day and age that we spend so much time caring about what a guy who tweets about the latest pretzel (laughs) at U.S. Bank Stadium or U.S. Venture Fund or whatever the crappy name they came up with and paid crypto.com or whatever. We got (laughs) NFTs. We got coins. I'm not talking shit about them, but this day of stock buybacks where a company can buy back $121 billion of its shares and have $120 billion market value, which makes no sense, and we buy back all these shares and we have... CEOs that are making thousands of times more money than the actual employees that work for the company and make the company make money. And we're worried about $300 of a piece of paper? You crazy. I spent $300 on the dumbest shit you've ever seen in your whole entire life. We've all done I can, it. I can confirm that. And Packers stock, I can confirm that report. Packers stock is one of the best things I ever bought. It makes me feel like I'm part of a community. It makes me feel like I'm supporting a thing that I gives me value. Um, it makes me – it makes me – It's and, and, you know, it's feeling. It's it's emotion. It's it's camaraderie. It's, it's things that – are intangible. No one is buying Packers stock because they think they're going to make money. It's not like the Packers are like, yeah, buy this stock and (laughs) (laughs) you're never going to get anything out of it. But I'm not going to tell you that, you know, no one, there's no disingenuousness. There's no penny stock thing, right? right? It's very clear. It's an upfront thing. And I just think it's funny how we live in this world where it's like, we, we have, we have created this corporate structure where everything is about quarterly earnings and dividends and shareholders. When we forget that companies are made to make good products that then make a profit that help people, you know, and are, have a, a, even if they don't help people, they have a value to the people buying them. They're not just this passive income or this, all this bullshit that's going on today. And it's really funny how like this thing that has been around for a very long time gets people who are rich and people who are in the mainstream it gets them in a tizzy it's like go away yeah. you're annoying no you that's what i mean like you have no idea what you're talking about you're completely out of your depth that's why i really appreciated paul's piece um i thought he did an excellent job of explaining how yeah not everything is cookie cutter and the packers are a very unique organization that exists in a very unique space and i understand lots of people don't understand it and don't want to understand it they just want to poo-poo it and like tell people it's a scam or whatever but it's the furthest thing from that um on the flip side however that this came out earlier this afternoon i was i was legit like laughing so hard i almost cried uh so the vikings we all know the minnesota vikings and they, when they oh, built dear. their stadium they had all the shiny glass it looks so nice in the sun and oh yeah it kills like a hundred birds a year it's a bird killer it's literally killing birds. And when they they did a study prior to the construction of this place, they had this, I believe it was the University of Oklahoma study that like looked at like ways to make sure that this didn't happen. They completely ignored it. And so now, this week, they were going to start using something called bird buffer. But literally today, it was reported that they're not going to be able to utilize bird buffer. And this is the quote, the science and effectiveness behind bird buffer is unproven and potentially dangerous to humans and animals. Like the Vikings can't do anything right. They can't do anything right. You talk about the, remember a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about um, the, uh, the stadium uh, group that the, uh, I can't remember who it was in the Wisconsin the legislature, commission, the district, the yeah, district yeah, commission, yeah. Is literally so we have people on board watching, like, make sure that everything's cool with Lambo and oh, how can we improve it? What things can we do? And by the way, this stock sale will literally go to helping improve Lambo Field, etc., in a responsible way. The Vikings, meanwhile, 
we're told don't build a stadium this way. You're going to be killing a bunch of birds. And they were like, mm, no, we don't like how it looks. We're going to build it our way. And they've gone about killing birds to the point now where they were going to use some fucking junk science called bird buffer to try and get them out of it. It's just hilarious I mean, to me. You want to go? You want to go one more level? Is they had to build a new stadium because their old one collapsed <laughs> because they didn't think that they would get a lot of snow in Minnesota. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, that's like the irony of life. Oh like, hmm, let's build a stadium in Minneapolis. What do we need? Hmm, it needs to Should be able make to sustain sure the rain. Building won't collapse when it snows. Yeah. No. It's not going to get a lot of snow, no, you guys. No it's not going to get a lot of snow. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. <laughs> I love it so much. The Vikings are such trash. They're such such a plastic franchise. They just they, there's there's nothing. There's no good goodness out of that organization. Although I will say, I will say, the one uh, they do have one saving grace. They are one of the first. They may be actually the first um, stadium that has an area for people with autism and on the spectrum. And for that, I That's will great. I will always give them props. That is the one area that I'm I will give them. Even SoFi doesn't have that. SoFi doesn't have that. I think they might, but the Vikings were the first. They were literally the first team Got to it. do it. That's and that. Well, they will always have my admiration for that. Um, should we talk to some fine folks in the old YouTube comments and the Facebook comments? Yeah, let's see. Uh, let's see if Tucker can get his shit together and uh, <laughs> and make this happen. Because it's been, it's been a, it's been a tough road this show for Tucker. So uh, you know. <laughs> We got to we got to see if it can happen. Oh, we go. Uh, f- first one uh, we got Brian from Facebook. Go pack go. Thanks dudes. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate you Thanks, on bud. on Facebook. I like I like uh, then and then we got a guy his name is Tom, Tom Grossi, one Tom Grossi watching from Corey's basement. Ah, very nice. That's a little scary. Grossi is infiltrated. I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of scared to go uh, down the <laughs> stairs right now. Hey, Grossi, Grossi and I I got to give him a shout out. He got the PS5. Well done, buddy. Now you have more excuses yeah, not to play you know, me in Madden. It's good. You know, Grassi and I, we, 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 uh, we, I love that Grassi is like into Packer collectible. So him and I are like, we're, we're Packer collectible nerds together. Oh, it's so boy. awesome. Uh, well, it's really great. He'll, he'll like, good. he'll be, it's fun. There's a lot of really good, uh, there's really, a lot of really good stuff for sale, but I'm not going to tell you where it is because I don't want anybody bidding against me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Matt Ritter, uh, longtime listener, first time watching live from Brookline, Massachusetts. What's up, Matt? Thanks, Thanks for, Matt. Thanks for checking it out. That's awesome. I got to look back at this. Uh, oh, I missed a thing from Uncultured. Uh, we got Aaron Chef 82 uh, thanks for Super Chat. Big fans for years, deep in the heart of Texas. We love and appreciate all the hard work, content, and all things Packers. Go Pack Go. Thank you so much. Go Pack Go, Aaron. Thanks for that. And then uh, a one DK Metcalf who got ejected from uh, the uh, game last weekend. Packers did a good job defending me, but next time it ain't happening. LOL emojis, which I don't understand. Is that like uh, it ain't happening, but like psych, you know, I just I really appreciate someone, you know, creating the DK Metcalf uh, YouTube account. So I had to I had to give them props for that. Mad props. Uh, Justin, Justin, thanks for Super Chat. How much credit, if any, does MLF um, deserve for the defensive turnaround this year? Go Pack Go. I think a big amount because uh, we all know that. The kind of the meltdown, so to speak, in the NFC Championship game was kind of the I, I feels like the breaking point for him and Mike Pettin. And after he made the hire of Joe Barry, he made it very clear that this was his vision. This is what he wanted as far as the scheme and how it wanted how he wanted it implemented. Joe obviously gets credit for the work. There's zero doubt about that. But I said all offseason on Packers Daily, this is a big move for Matt because now the buck absolutely stops with him before there was a bit of a Chinese wall where he could say, you know, with defense, Mike's the guy he's been steeped on defensive football, his whole life. Like I defer to him. He could always say that now he can't because this is his guy that he hired. And you all know was not a very popular hire. Um, and I asked Matt about that after the game, but yeah, though, I think Matt gets a, a bunch of the credit. Um, he, he went with this guy who had failed twice before, but he knew the kind of coach he was, and he saw the vision for how this could play out, and so far, the returns have been pretty good. We got Todd from Facebook. I miss Zadarius. Me too, Todd. Oh, I just I like I that because I miss him too. But. I hear you, buddy. Uh, we got Jacob, Super Chat. Thanks to Super Chat. Shout out to my neighbor, Gundy, who's a huge Packers fan. What's up, Gundy? Carrying the G in Fargo, North Dakota, pack by a million. There you go, baby. What's up, Gundy? 
Uh, Overshadow Sean, thanks for Super Chat. $5 of Cheesehead TV fake stock, please. <laughs> so we got we to gotta come out with some stock, some, Nagler. There we go. I love it. Some non-fungible um, tokens for Cheesehead non, TV. Non-fungible, non, no, 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 stock, stock. Oh, okay. Uncultured Barbarian, thanks for Super Chat. People who complain about people like me who bought Packer stock are also the same people who gave their money to Madoff or other scammers, or they go to a bird-killing stadium. <laughs> Pappies. Pappies. Appreciate Thanks, you, uncultured. Uh, uncultured. Uh, then we got AZ, AZ Atheist. Need to make up some bird buffer shirts for the game <laughs> Sunday. Perfect. We'll yeah, get right on do. that. And then you got uh, from Facebook, Todd Rung. No tailgating in Minnesota. They don't have a parking lot. Well, they, there are places you can go though. Like there's a, there's a what are they um what do you call it? Train tracks right by there, and you got to go across. You literally have to go across the tracks. But there are places you can do it. Mm. Too old for this. Thanks to Super Chat. The architect of U.S. Bank Stadium must really have been freaked out by, by the Hitchcock classic, The Birds. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, we got – hold on one second. Uh, we got Raj Singh. Uh, thanks for Super Chat. Why can't Canadians buy Packers stock? Uh, now, here's the thing. Is this true, Nagler? I, I saw this on Twitter. I don't know if it's true. There was some Canadians that were allowed in one of the stock sales to buy some Packers the last stock, stock at sale they could, The last stock sale they could – um, and Murphy said he was quoted as saying uh, yesterday that they're hoping to get regulatory approval from the Canadian government uh, within the week, hopefully. So there's still a chance that this could happen for Canadians. Unfortunately, that's where it stops. There will be no sale internationally past Canada, which is unfortunate. But, but the Canadians, issue with that, you still have a the the, issue that could still happen. That probably will happen. The, and does that have something to do with the fact that the SEC has to bless the sale? I think so. I mean, I'd be lying if I told you I knew like the, the why. Yeah, like the why is unknown, right? Yeah. It's the fact is you can't, but then Canadians were we able to. We should ask our friend Marissa. May be she, able would, to. she would know. Yeah, I, I, I just want to. I want to. I want to say that it has to have something to. Um, that has something to do with the SEC because I know the Packers had to get SEC uh, certification oh, or yeah. approval in order to get in order to do this. Um, but Raj, Jamie Raj, Cheesebutt, what's Raj, up, Jamie? Real quick, Raj, don't don't give don't lose hope. You, you should be getting uh, an all clear. Yeah, you uh, might be able to, to in about a week or so, hopefully. Actually, I skipped a Tucker's going to yell at me. I skipped the super chat. Johnny Rivers. <laughs> Tucker's in our year going, Johnny yeah, Rivers. Did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got, I'm on this, Banky. <laughs> Johnny Rivers. Some people are lauding DK for coming out as anti-mask. Not me. Easy to be cavalier about COVID when you know pack DBs won't let you catch anything. <laughs> Johnny's here all week. Burn. Tip your waitress. Johnny, Try thanks for your check. Jamie. Jamie Cheesebutt. Packers, the crypto of the NFL. There True you story. go. What's up, Jamie? Are. How are you? They're the... They're the OG crypto. The basically. OG. They, they were so they were so crypto. They were crypto before crypto. Um, uh, oh my goodness, is that true? What's that? Is the area code for Minneapolis 044? I have no idea. Why would That's why funny. would I know? Um, I don't know. Matt Mamba, Matt Mamba, and if you haven't watched Matt Mamba, uh, uh, his Unstable videos Packers on the Chiefs Head awesome. Unstable Packer fan, really hilarious. Matt Mamba gifting AJ Dillon the key to my house later this week. <laughs> Matt, I, I don't think I don't. Well, he's think, got the key uh, to Door County, so now he may as well have the key to I, your house. He's already I, got the key to my I heart. Think, you know, I, I like Matt, but I don't. I don't think that's really something that he wants. But you know. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure I'll appreciate it. Nathan Gray, longtime listener, never live from Hong Kong. What's Gutted, up? I can't buy stock, but go, Pack, go. Nathan, thanks so much for tuning in, man. And, yeah, I hear you. I've heard from so many people across the pond, around the world. I just, yeah, they can't do it, unfortunately. I'm so sorry, man. And then uh, last but not least, Sean Nelson, thanks for Super Chat. I usually say screw it and tailgate in the parking lot, parking garage, frowned upon, maybe. Give me more tailgate space. It'd be the Minnesota nice thing to do. That's fine, man. Wherever the car can sit and you can open the trunk and get some, uh, you know, stuff going, you get your grill going, you get the music blasting, wherever you need to, man. It's fine, but I'm, I, I know, you know, you got to do what you got to do when tailgate time. Goodness knows. 
And then I got a shout out to the peeps on Facebook. Really appreciate everybody watching on Facebook. Mark Miles, Go Pack Go, best defense in over 11 years. Crazy. Couldn't agree with you more. Crazy I actually, I think, I think this defense could be better than that defense uh, when it's all said and done. That's so a uh, lot of ball game left. But, yeah, it's an exciting time to be a defensive uh, fan. Yeah, right. Offense, uh, we'll get there. We'll get a lot of ball game left. How about Coach almost yeah, saying we'll a lot of ball game yesterday? A lot of ball game left. I saw that. I saw what Tyler did. I'm really glad Tyler's back. I want to give a shout out to Tyler uh, Herrick, Amen. who runs the social on She Said TV, because, you know, and I know his wife blocks me on Twitter and it's all good. <laughs> and uh, there's no hate here. But, you know, I really missed you, Tyler. Uh, she Said TV missed you. And I'm glad you're back. Amen to That's that. That's I have to say about that. Couldn't agree more. Um, speaking of things we're really, uh, you know, happy about and glad for, we're really, really glad that uh, so many of you are hopping on board our Patreon Patreon.com slash CheeseheadTV uh, really means the world to us that you support the website in any way from joining Patreon to hitting like on the video, subscribing to the channels. Uh, all we ask on Patreon is $5 a month. It supports everything we do. Patreon.com slash CheeseheadTV. Thanks to everyone who shows up every week for the happy hours. They're always a lot of fun. Good conversation. Good times. Um, Banky, you got anything else until we uh, head out into the, uh, into the evening here? No, I just, I'm really not looking forward for the first time I hear the horn. I'm just going to be oh. honest about that. Let me say this. Uh, you know, a couple years ago, we, uh, we here at Cheesehead TV, you know, we put out the call. We put out the call for some brilliant, ingenious Packers fan to hack the horn. And let me, hack the I, I want to reiterate, I want to reiterate our offer. $10,000 if you can get the horn to play Go Pack Go during the game. If you, the, Are you paying the, the money? The operator you will hit promise. the button for the horn, and it says, go, Pat, go. You get $10,000. I love how, how Nagler just, like, offers up my money all the time. $10,000, people. If it, say, it has to play, go, Pat, go. Can't just hack the horn and, like, make it stop. It has to play, go, Pat, go. But does it have to go, bump? If you or get, does it just have to be, like, any, any iteration? Like, does that count? Any iteration. Yeah, if it's just the uh, bass drum combo, it's yes, just like that's fine. How brilliant would that be? How brilliant would That'd it be? be great. If they went to press the button and it played "Go Pack Go." That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Hack the horn, people! Somebody do it. Want to get? Want to give a shout out, Leonardo Rodriguez? Late, late super chat. Don't need to do the graphic. Hi from CR. Thanks for all you you guys do. I've been an owner since 2011, but can I get a Go Pack Go for my mom Patricia that just became a shareholder this week? All right, Patricia, Go Whoa. Pack Go. What's up, Mama? Go, Mama owner What's up, in the Mama house. Patricia, good job, That's Patricia. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Love to love to hear it. Fantastic. Love to hear it. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Packer Transplants. We'd like to thank everyone who makes Cheesehead TV part of their daily Packers routine. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. What do we like to do? Put the best what out there? Come on, Nagler, help me out. Best five, all right? Best five. <laughs>